When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got before we get to Momo? Well, Barbie movie fans or just fans of Barbie in general can book a stay at a real-life Malibu dream house ahead of the film's July 21st release date. The Pink Palace has been added as a listing on Airbnb. Located in Malibu, of course, Barbie's Pink Palace has been decked out with some special features that include a disco roller rink, uh, a gym to help Ken keep his plastic biceps in shape, <laughs> and even a fake beach. The whole house is basically painted pink. It looks pretty cool. How much? Um, well, those interested in spending a night have to head to Airbnb on July 17th at 10 a.m. local time, Pacific, and you have to request to book the listing. Basically, it's a contest. It's oh. free. You just have to be one of the people to try to book the listing, okay. and if you're one of the two people they pick, then you get to stay there for a night. Fair enough. People are going to be weird enough to do stuff like this. Oh, I'm definitely signing up for it. Really? You're yes. going to try and get in? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, you guys no. could come. We could do the show from there. It'd be awesome. Hey, now there that's not a bad call. If you can get the Barbie house and we Cappy's can do the always show looking there. for what's in it for him, as we all know. So. Well, I don't really oh, yeah. care. There's nothing in it for me. I mean, what's well, in it? Well, you get to hang out at Barbie's house in Malibu and take a bunch of pictures for your, uh, you know, because you're such an influencer now. Well, I mean, as I could a bring, brand ambassador, I you know? could bring. I I'm a brand ambassador for Tequila Mandala. Right, that's I mean, what I I'm br- saying. I, I could bring some Tequila Mandala for Ken and Barbie. Right, there you go. You know, we uh, could drive around in the plastic Corvette. But here's the thing: Did I see this right? Is there like a Barbie movie coming out too? Yes. Yeah, you didn't know about that. I mean, last night I got home. It was late last night, right? And I got home, and my son and his buddy were sitting around watching like old episodes of Eastbound and Down. So I got caught up in like an hour and a half of those things. Yeah, there's a Barbie movie. Duh. I didn't know. Where have well, you been, well, Welcome to the world. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks to the commercials on Max, Lindsay Baseball. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Ramona Shelburne, friend of the program. Mama Momo. Was, was there? Is she somewhere where it's loud? Is that the bat, the bat Adventure? Hi, Ramona. Hey. No, I, we left the Bonaventure. Oh. When you called, I was when you were Facetiming. It was it was definitely loud because you're on speaker. Yeah. Uh, would you <laughs> go? You? Would you go to the bar, Barbie house in Malibu if you would you enter that contest? I think so. That sounds fun. Yeah. Doesn't that sound fun? I mean, why not? I figured, what the hell for the you know, do it for the gram. Do you want to see the Barbie yeah. movie? Uh, no, that's a little step too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm good without the. But hanging movie. out in Malibu for a day, who the hell Malibu-tay. wouldn't want to do that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Momo. What the hell's going on with this James Harden thing? You know, he's opted into his deal. Yeah. You know, Woj and Shams are reporting that, uh, you know, the Clippers or the Knicks, according to Woj, and now Shams is throwing the heat in there. I don't buy that one necessarily, although after my Hawkeyes take, maybe I should buy it. Um, but the, I just think that's a smokescreen for Portland to get, you know, get moving. Uh, but what what is going on with Harden? What do you think happens here? What is happening here? So there's a couple things that I think play into this. One, you know, we get to free agency and there's this whole idea of, you know, you're not supposed to tamper and talk about what you're really willing to do until it's really time to talk about what you're supposed to do, right? There's these deadlines. And most people just kind of ignore them and you're not, you know, you kind of know where people's heads are at. 
But the Sixers really can't do that because they got hit with the largest fine and tampering fine in NBA history last year, if you remember. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they just, they didn't, you know, they can't really engage. And I think at this point, when you don't engage with a guy who has an option like that, who also, um, you know, it's $35 million, if he doesn't feel, have a good feel about Houston or any of those other, other teams that have cap space to go sign him, then he was left in a very strange position, having to decide whether to leave $35 million on the table, opt out and become a free agent, or opt in and at least guarantee that $35 million. But there's obviously some, some frustration on Harden's side in the way that he played this, right? You know, normally when you do something like that, you know, you already have a plan. You already have a, a team that, that you want to go to, that there's a trade for, that they know can make happen. And it doesn't, that's why you're seeing a lot of this scrambling. Because I think that, you know, the feeling we all had was that, yeah, they can't talk to him, but it'll eventually get done. And, you know, it, you know he, he'd be back in Philly. But it, clearly there is um, a bridge that has been, uh, I don't want to say burned, but I think there's a, there's a bridge that's going to be hard to cross back over, even though he did opt into his contract. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how strong Philadelphia's will to hold him to this player option is, because if they don't get enough back for him, that's a huge loss for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they don't have to trade him. He opted into his deal. Like, they could, they could just wait six months. You don't have to do this today. You don't have to do this tomorrow just because free agency starting doesn't matter. He's now under contract for next year. Is there any way, like in an NFL player who's, uh, you know, has a certain contractual status that he's not happy with, decides I'm not showing up to play. I don't want to be a franchise tag player, so I'm not going to show up. Is there any chance if Harden was not moved that he wouldn't show up and play for Philadelphia? In your opinion, I mean, I mean, it's it's a very funny question because we have seen him do everything but that in the past, and yet we've actually seen a player do that in Philadelphia. Right. right? Like, James Harden's pretty good at getting himself traded. <laughs> right? Pretty good at that over the years. We've seen that twice now. Uh, once from Houston, once from Brooklyn. And then the Sixers had Ben Simmons just actually not show up, even though he was under contract. And so, it's, you know, it feels like we've gone down this storyline before. It's because we have in the last three or four years. <laughs> so, I, you know, we're either heading to a standoff of, of that kind of proportion or we're heading to a trade. And, and the question for Philly is, how do you get any value back for Harden if these are the conditions under which you're trading? Because it doesn't have a lot of value, at, even though he's an expiring deal, if he doesn't want to be there. Like, who's going to trade for a guy who's now sort of wanted to be traded three times? So do you feel like, I mean, you said it seems like there's some uh, regret, obviously, in his contract situation. Uh, do you believe that he looks back at it? I mean, he went there, you know, thinking that he had his guy Daryl with him. And it just feels like those two's relationship, at least from a 30,000 foot view, doesn't seem as strong as it once was. Yeah, I mean, at some point, everything becomes about business, right? And also... Daryl Morey, as much as you know, he really believes in James Harden and done is really quite literally moved heaven and earth to get him a couple of times. Right? He's traded for him twice, once when he was in, you know, in Houston, and once when he was in, in Philly. Uh, you know, he's also not the guy who gets to make that final decision. The owner does. So, you know, how much how much was the Philadelphia ownership really willing to go here? And that's 
this is really where you're seeing this new CBA you know, crop up here, where you can't just you know, give everybody five-year maxes when they're James Harden page or Kyrie Irving page. You can't just do that blindly and hope it works out because there's going to be a price to pay if you lock yourselves into deals that are hard to move later. And I, like, I'm, I'm very interested to see how this works out, whether Philly, you know, just kind of calls Harden's bluff here and, and says, you look, you all didn't do your contract. We can't get enough value for you. Um, you have to show up. I mean, I'm, I'm very interested to see how this plays out because I know there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of teams calling about him as they should, and Philly should take all of those calls, but they have to get something for him if they think about moving because think about what they gave up. What's good value? What's good value? Like, if it's the Clippers, do they want Paul George or Kawhi and picks? Or, like, what would that, like, what would... You have to ask for Paul George, but I don't know why the Clippers would do that. Right. But you have to ask for real value, and... Um, what's you know? I mean, I I could make an argument that the Clippers should should offer one of those guys. You know, they, they they're both due for extensions. Or maybe you're you're kind of dodging a bullet if you're the Clippers, right? If because they're older and they've both missed a lot of time. But oh, the Clippers have some expiring contracts that that actually fit very well. But why would Philly do that? None of that make none of it makes sense unless you think Harden's going to sit out. Unless you think it's going to torpedo your franchise. And then and then the next domino here is. How does Joel Embiid feel about all right. this? Right? Is Joel Embiid going to be okay with another player who doesn't want to be there sitting out and holding the franchise hostage like that, like Ben Simmons does? I mean, I, you know, that's he's under contract for a long time, but you you want your MVP to be happy, and they, I, you know, if I'm to me, good value is a player that can reasonably slide into that James Harden role and give him the kind of production. You know, obviously Tyrese Maxey would would step up and have a bigger role if Harden were to leave, but They've, they've got to get some value because they gave up a lot for him and they don't have a way of replacing him if he, if he, um, if he just doesn't play for them. I, I could never see the Clippers saying, we will trade Kawhi Leonard for James Harden. But, well, but she said Paul George, yeah. But, right, but, but I could see Paul George. I mean, I, I don't know if that's just, you know, know, just kind of a guess here, but... That doesn't seem as far-fetched to me. Well, how, how real are those rumors that were out there the last week about Paul George then, Ramona, to Cappy's point? I, you know, my, my sense of the Clippers is that they're still trying to build around Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but they need a better mix around them. And, you know, going into the second apron, that which they are right now, which is essentially just call it Howard Cap because that's what it is. If you do that, you better like everything that's around your players because you can't add anything to it. You're just going to have to keep re-signing and retaining your own players. That's the only way it works. And so, to me, if you're going to, if you're going to, like, you know, Phoenix's theory, I guess, is to just blow through it. Just okay, we're going over it. We're going to, you know, if you're going to, if 80 is the speed limit, we're going to go 100. Why not go? Why go 85 when you could go 100? So, the Clippers, you know, if you if you're able to trade your expiring contracts, like that's Covington, Mark, Marcus Morris, right? Um, you know, Nicholas Batum. I guess they do have a first round pick in 2028. So that's, a, that's quite a while from now. But I, I don't know that that's a good enough haul for Philadelphia. I think you'd probably have to see a third team here. And if I'm Philly, I'm not limiting myself to a team like the Clippers. I'm, I'm, I'm calling Portland to see if they want to move Dame. I'm right. calling Miami to see if I, if I can get some of those. Tyler Hero. I'm calling, I'm calling teams where James Harden might want to stay or, or that might be preferable for him to see if they're interested, or I'm calling third teams to see if I can get a better return, because you've got to stay in contention. You have to keep Joel Embiid surrounded by a supporting cast that has a chance. 
All right, let me ask you this. Let me just bring it home to the Lakers here for a second. So I know earlier today there was a lot of chatter about Brooke Lopez, right? Um, yeah. Is that – I know, George, you and I started talking about this the other day, and I said, gosh, that would be an amazing move. If the Lakers could get another big man to either put on the floor with AD or to have two, like, legit centers, is that even remotely worth having a conversation about? I mean, it's, it's worth having a conversation about. I mean, I do think he just resigns in Milwaukee. I think that makes the most sense for him, and and um, you know, they can they can certainly pay him or something. But you know, they should they should certainly try. I mean, he was he's the 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 Lakers have sort of been searching for a stretch five for a long time, ever since Brooke Lopez left the first time, right? Um, I don't know how he fits alongside AD and LeBron. AD, you know, kind of likes to play inside or at the high post. Um, Brooke can play on the perimeter. So he's at the stretch five. So spacing sort of works there. But I think the Lakers' best lineups are always with Anthony Davis at the five. So Agreed. Agreed. You're, you're trading for Brooke, you know, or not trading, but you'd, you'd be looking for a guy like Brooke to play in a playoff series against Jokic probably. I mean, that's just sort of what you're thinking of, you know, yeah. like the idea behind that. And I'd rather spend – my money on a guy like Bruce Brown if, if he indeed is available at that mid-level exception price, at the $12 million exception price. Um, you know, I know Tim McMahon reported earlier, like, he may have options out, you know, that are above that even. So, in which case, that's that's not as much of an option. But this 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 situation here with, with, uh, with James Harden, this is very interesting, guys, because it's a... Uh, the, the leverage game on it for everyone involved, but also the players that could be moving around are unexpected. Like, you, you have to be opportunistic and try to get in on some version of this because there's going to be a lot of players moving around if indeed Philly decides there's something that makes sense to, to move him. So, Shams reported the heat for him. I, I don't, I just think that if that, anything, that's Riley just trying to get Portland to get off their ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I don't, I don't see him yeah. as a fit there. I mean, I, I, you know, what do we talk about? Heat culture. I mean, he doesn't fit that. I, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I I, I watched a, a really nice four minute TV piece that you wrote on heat culture, George, and you know, I I don't I don't see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah know, like, I don't see that either. I mean, he's a really good player, but it just doesn't. It's not really what they do. You know, I mean, I yeah, I think Philly had interest in Kyle Lowry three years ago, but that was three years ago. Um, you know, yeah, that Villanova tie, but I. I don't know. That'd be a stretch for me to see James yeah. go there. I mean, they, they certainly like talent, but but in terms of the Heat culture thing, I don't know. So um, so let's get back to the Lakers then, real quick, because yeah. So Austin Reeves, how many real suitors are out there for him? You know, I think all the teams with cap space have some interest in him. You know, the, 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 what's interesting, like remember what he can really go for, though. Okay, the Lakers can give him. They can only give him 12 and 12 the next two years because of the way the rules work. But then it can go up to like 30. Like, so somebody can make him an offer that's like 12, 12, 30, and 30. Right? I mean, it could look like that because of the way CBA is done. Um, you know, I, I, every time I've checked on this one, I really feel like his best option is the Lakers and their best option is to keep him. And, you know, the only question is how they get there. You know, do you tie up your cap space early and just make him, you know, make him that offer that you know they're they're capped at a certain amount they can offer him. You do that early, and then maybe he accepts it. Maybe he doesn't want to mess around and get left because restricted free agency is a is a tricky game. You know, you have to 
to be willing to hang in there and wait a lot? Do they want their business tied up like that? Does he want his business tied up like that? It's like seven or eight days that you have to wait around. No, I think so, it's 24 hours now. It's a little different when you can actually sign it and restrict it because there's a match date. Like, it's it's a uh, Bobby explained it to me the other day, and I could I, my head kind of wanted to explode. But it's it's um I I I do think there's a real nervousness about other teams making sort of that poison pill offer to Reeves. Right. That's um, that to but, me is the bigger thing. You know what I mean? Is yeah. is is how do you pay him later down the yeah, road? Yeah. Does San Antonio do that? Does Indiana do that? Houston. Um, Indiana, Houston. Now, Houston seems like Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet are their guys. Houston's the team with the most cap space, so they just get mentioned in everything. They're like the Dodgers every winter, right? Yeah. Oh, the Dodgers have interest whether they do or not, right? Because everybody knows they have, they have the most cap space and create leverage for their guys. Hey, Ramona, a very professional job of focusing in on basketball talk here this afternoon. I am curious to know what's going Thank on you. behind you. Oh, Daniel's watching rhymes in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were at a playground. Yeah. Watch rhymes. I literally so, thought you were at a you playground. Watch rhymes if you don't talk while I'm on the radio. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Good, He's good kid. Good though, right? Good boy, yeah, Daniel. Really good boy. Good. All right, one, one, a couple. Chris, I found a new activity for you though. See, I was here. I was thinking that I would be able to like take calls and have a little kid day before I have to like hit the grind for the next couple of days, right? Like the next couple of days are, yeah. we're just on air and on the phones for three days straight. Um, and then, uh, you know, this, this James stuff happens. I keep, I keep uh, every single person in the NBA who, whose name you probably think I'm talking to right now has spoken to Daniel at some point today. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. well, I bet. That's great. I bet. Kind of fun. Quick, yeah. couple, quick one here on the, on the way out. Just a couple of quick rapid fire ones. Yeah. Rui Hachimura, what's his um, market look like? I think he uh, stays with the Lakers. He's probably somewhere in fourteen to eighteen million a year. I don't. I think that you know he could have some suitors, but I think there's less of a danger of him leaving than than uh, than with Austin. Okay, and what do you think the D'Angelo Russell situation looks like? I think he's waiting around. I think he's got to wait till they finish with their city free agency with the rest of that. There's there's a. Uh, you know, I mean, look. Because, because let me tell you this: we, we we had yeah. Bo- we had Bobby on the other day, and you know, he made nearly uh-huh. thirty million dollars last year. So, Bobby, when we brought him on, I said, "What is his value?" Because I said to him, and we've talked about this on the show, that I think that's the hardest contract for Rob to figure out because he was making nearly nearly thirty. Right? He's going to have an expectation, or him and his agent are going to have an expectation. But this new CBA throws a wrench into everything. So he's got to sign him to a contract that makes sense for them, that gets them value, but is also palatable to another team. So Bobby thinks it's like fifteen to eighteen million, which I was stunned yeah. by that number. I mean, if I was, if I was, D'Angelo and his agent, like I would. This feels like a make good kind of year, like reprove your value, like ask him for you know go two years forty. Team option on the, you know, player option on the second or to mutual option on the second, whatever you want to say. Just the Lakers have done those contracts before, right? Where it's, you know, team option on it and, and the, on the second year allows the guy to rebuild his value. I mean, I, I, I have a hard, the players like D'Angelo are the ones who are going to have a harder time in the new CBA because the stars are going to get paid, those contracts are locked in. Anything above the mid-level exception, which is twelve point three, is hard. Hard for teams. Those are the ones that are that are hard to fit into your into your balance sheet now. Like if you have two stars, and then the rest of your guys are, you know, you have maybe one person at twelve, another person at the the other, you know, in that, in that 
other range. Like, hard to have a guy making eight. 18, 20, 24, 30. I mean, that, that, those are, those are that, that upper middle class. That's what's going to get squeezed. So, I, you know, if, if Philly wanted D'Angelo Russell, he would make a lot of sense as a signing trade. But I don't, I don't see that interest there. I, know, I, I don't see him as a fit in Philly. Yeah, I, I don't either, to be honest with you. Uh, Momo, thank you for taking the time while you're spending time with Daniel. Tell Daniel he was a good boy. Yeah, and, very uh, good boy. He, he was de- good, wasn't he? he was I thought great. he was good. We had a deal. Yeah, he, yeah. he deserves <laughs> ice cream today. That's what I say. That's what Uncle you know, George if we says. On, and if we weren't on the freeway, you know what we'd be doing? What? We'd be calling out every semi-truck and every <laughs> cement mixer. Oh, my God. Oh, Mateo, the garbage truck. Mateo does the same oh, thing. And, and that, he just looked up. And now he, know, <laughs> he, he, he knows the brands. He knows every brand of every car. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Oh, I love it. Momo, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. See ya. All right, have a good one. Later, Mom. There she is. All right, so there's Ramona. All right, let's unpack some of that stuff on the other side, Cappy. Uh, we'll stick stick around. We're going to be back in about two or three minutes here. We'll have uh, we'll unpack a little bit what, about what Ramona said. Plus, Brian Winhorst has weighed in on some of this stuff that could be looming for the Clippers as well. So we got that, plus her thoughts on the Lakers and Clippers next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash network now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom Añejo tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish shaken strained poured it was green and good Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Happy uh, birthday, uh, Kawhi. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, George, this is why I was last night. I, I didn't think I was going to be able to stay for the Tequila Mandala dinner. Because it was Kawhi's birthday? No, oh. because I thought I was going to go see Nelly last night. Oh, at Yamava? No, Oh, down at the South South LA County Fair. Oh, I see. Okay. And apparently you know Nelly, Nelly tore it up last night. He sings country now, Cappy. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not he really did, into country. He, he does more country than he does hip hop and rap. This I did not know. Yep. There I mean, you go. By now all you reports, know. last Blaze, night he was, he was on fire. up the charts on the country music side. Yeah. That Cappy, you'll be happy I promoted the YouTube while Ramona was on. I retweeted and we got a pop. Hey, nice. So there you go. Um, let's see. I've been, I've been on the YouTube chat here today. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. We, we can just, how about we just, we don't have a very short segment here, so we can discuss the YouTube <laughs> metrics later. How about that? All right. That sounds good <laughs> to me. We have a very short segment. Well, that's uh, because you went forever talking to Ramona about, like, hardcore basketball. Well, because that's what people want today on the eve of the NBA free agency, you dumbass. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Now, that should get a pop on YouTube. 
That's what that suggests right there. For the love of God. For the love of NBA basketball. Oh my God. Jeez, you're the one Jeez. that wants. You, you love talking in the August. You want to talk about the third tight end. I, well, this is this stuff matters today and tomorrow and the next day. I understand, but you see, George, there's a clock that you decided to break. Format I did on. because, but also I did the math. Yeah. I, I, basically, you have. Okay. Long story short, go ahead. If we're gonna go long, we gotta go. To, we go to twenty. Twenty mm-hmm. makes sense based on the math. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice mathematician you are. So we broke at twenty. All right. So unpack then. Unpack. All right. So. It seems like Rui and Austin are a lock. So this notion, there was this, you know, story out there. I don't remember who the hell reported it, but it was this story that, oh, uh-oh, Lakers could be in trouble for Austin Reeves, and uh, maybe they're not in on Austin Reeves to a, you know, they're not, they're not willing to pay a certain amount. And it's like, no, they've legitimately, they could not be more honest about the fact that they will go to whatever number they need to go to for Austin Reeves specifically. So now we can eliminate that part of the conversation, yes or no? I think so. I mean, listen, the report that you're talking about was more of a uh, it was more of a, an opinion piece, which was are the Lakers like overvaluing Austin Reeves? And and are they doing so because they're the ones that found him? You know, they they scouted him. They nobody had to draft him. Two years into it, he's become a really important role player. But are they overvaluing him? And that was that was the question mark around I mean, that. He was their third best player when they went to the Western Conference Finals. There's no doubt. And here's the thing: Austin Reeves is a um, how many? How am I going to say this? He is a um, he is a very marketable character yes. on this team, mm-hmm. and. I think that the Lakers know that what they've got in a player like this is a guy who's going to give you 110% on the floor, and he's also a guy that they think there's some marketability to this guy. Yeah, I, I don't think they care about that. Mar- I don't think marketability so comes with being a Laker. But you know? uh, what, yes, but what I'm saying is, is that he you you talk about Heat culture, okay? Austin Reeves is a guy that if he spends 10 years with the Lakers, he will be part of establishing whatever the Laker culture ultimately becomes well, the, in the post-LeBron era. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, 100%. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I just think that he's a good player, and you should keep your good players, and that's especially if you found them. Don't overthink the room and not bring him back because you're like, well, man, are we overvaluing him? Dude, he was like really impressive for you during mm-hmm. this during the season, particularly when LeBron got hurt, and right. even in the postseason, too. Now, once LeBron got hurt, and he became an, a more important piece, and there was trust in him, and he performed, I think everybody in the Laker organization, everybody in the Laker fan base, because believe me, listen, it seemed a little far-fetched at nights when you're in Crypto.com and everybody's cheering MVP, MVP, when Austin Reeves is at the free throw line, but he was playing for a period of time like the Lakers MVP. So I, I want to keep as many guys as I can who are pieces of my puzzle. Correct. And I think Rui is in that conversation, too, to a lesser extent. And I think so is Dennis Schroeder. I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to keep him. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to be able to. Yes and no, but there's there's a... there's a. You know, there's there's a limit to go with him too, though. Like, like specifically for him, there's a look. I don't. I think for Austin Reeves, they match no matter what. For Rui, there's a limit, but I think they'll match most of it, right? Like, I I think there may be an an outlier situation they may not match. For Dennis, I think it's like a coin flip. You know, 
Yeah, but um, and that's probably because in your mind you're thinking what Dennis Schroeder was last year, which was a minimum player, million dollars or whatever the actual number was. And and if he's going to take a big jump up to I don't what do you think that number would be, George? Eight million, ten million? What do you think the number for a guy like Schroeder, based on his performance and his resume and his years? Um, I, yeah, I mean it just depends, you know. Right? It could be like it ha- like half the mid level. So like yeah, like probably like between four and like eight. You know oh, what I mean, man, or something do, like that. I do that all day long. Yeah, I, I just don't. But the Lakers day. don't have that. They either give it to Bruce Brown or they split it, like Dave McMiniman tweeted about earlier, and McMiniman. give half to Dennis and half to somebody else and whatever. You know. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Brown. I like Bruce Brown for all the reasons yeah. I documented earlier. Yeah, but um, but I like keeping guys together. Yeah. Um, there's also the Ramona basically said the Harden thing is the most interesting part because it will set a lot of dominoes in motion. So let's do that after the award-winning Radio Tinder, which is coming up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. <laughs> Has anybody seen the picture now that Chris posted on Twitter that when I walked out of Sol Agave last night and I was standing there on the streets of downtown LA, and I took that case of tequila mandala and I lifted it. In fact, I hoisted it above my head, and I was standing there on the streets of LA. Tequila mandala, swipe right on tequila mandala. You didn't do any of that. You literally just hoisted so. it in the air and then like stumbled back to your car. No, I was yelling tequila mandala. You just couldn't hear me. How's that go again? Tequila mandala. I feel like that's one of your other impressions that you're mixing in there, but okay. Which one's that? I forget. I also have to post those picker- pictures of you looking inconspicuous. I was like, oh, Cappy, let me take a picture of you next to this display. And you have to do that thing where like, you're pretending that you're not posing, but mm-hmm. you're really posing hard. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I look so, you know. Like the paparazzi just takes yeah. pictures of me everywhere I go. Yeah, I'm just right. casually you know, just, just hanging, hanging out. out here, and then yeah. all of a sudden, before I know it, it's like everybody's taking pictures of me. <laughs> Why? Why is that? Why? The paparazzi, they just won't leave you alone. I know. You tell them. All right, well. 
I know that you're interested in this one, Cappy, so this is why I put it in Radio 10. Oh, there we go. Does it have anything to do with NBA free agency? Because that's all I'm thinking about right now. No, you dumbass. This is Radio Tinder. Yeah, can we take a break from that for a second? I don't want to take a break. It's all I'm thinking about. Okay, we'll carry on then. What do you got to say? Well, no, I'm just my mind is all. I love how you make like you're literally mocking the audience that it's tuning in casually for on a day like today. Good, good job there, Cappy. I'm mocking the audience. You're mocking. You're mocking mocking the audience. Your tone is mockery. Um, your your name calling is completely utterly unprofessional. It is. That's okay. It is. That's okay. But you're an a hole because that's what you say all the time. I am a hole. -hole. You are an a hole. Yeah. And I'm just confirming that everybody knows, as I do. You are an a-hole. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do for you? What? I'm going to take you next time I see you, yeah. and I'm going to pick you up like that box of tequila mandala, yeah. and then I'm going to give you a belly-to-back souffle, yeah. and I'm going to lay on you, and then you know what I'm going to do for you? What? I'm going to kiss you on the cheek. Oh, don't do that. Yes, I am. Such great your radio Tinder, guys. Award-winning. Just saying. Well, this is now your new thing, Laura. This is now your new thing, too. Like, you're always criticizing everybody. Like, this is bad radio. That's, like, your new thing, too? No, I'm just saying that like, she's trying to do radio Tinder. That's well, it. I'm a dumbass. What can I tell you? Well, I just did that to be a jerk. Or an a-hole. All right, go ahead, Lindsay. Sorry. I feel like there's a lot of negativity and, and, and tension here going on. I'm kind of scared to talk. <laughs> Let's bring some positivity into the bring world. Bring it. Okay, actually, this one is about a fight, so um, perfect, per- perfect segue here. 56-year-old Eric Butterbean Esh wants to make a boxing comeback. And guess who he wants to fight? Your buddy, Cappy Jake Paul. Butterbean, who was known as the king of the four-rounders in his boxing heyday, says that he's ready to come out of retirement to fight Paul. He said, Jake Paul runs his mouth too much. He never fought nobody. And if you're ready, I'm here for you, my friend. Let's get it on. Me and you, Jake Paul. Um, I feel like this is quite a mismatch here. Uh, do you think this fight is ever going to happen, Cappy? Swipe left or swipe right? How old is Butterbean? 56. I'm going to swipe left. I think Butterbean wants a piece of Paul because Paul is famous and can bring a lot of attention to Butterbean, but I don't think Butterbean brings any value to Paul. And here's the thing. I'd like to see a picture of what Butterbean looks like nowadays. He's like 60 years old. Well, yeah, Fifty-six. remember how fat he was? Yeah. That's why like, they called him Butterbean. Right. I want to see what he looks like today. I mean, if you're going to throw down the challenge, Butterbean, take off your shirt and let's see what you got. See how many more rolls of butter he got on those beans. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> rolls of butter on those beans. I'm going to look it up. I want to see. I feel like he said this on a podcast where he, you could actually see what he looks like. So I need to look that up. Come on, George. What do you think? Butter bean versus Jake Paul. I'd literally rather watch paint dry. How about he, old people? He's also oh, not interested, though, in the Elon Musk, uh, Mark Zuckerberg fight. Which I, I'd be I very think all these celebrity fights are the dumbest. But thing that ever. one's a good one because those guys are like pretty. Uh, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's a big. That's I a would big love deal. that. Come on, if you had Mark Zuckerberg versus, I'd Elon rather Musk. watch you and Mason have your hot dog eating contest ten times over before watching any of these people fight. All right, look, I will grant you that Butterbean and Jake Paul is pretty dumb. But Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk, come on. There's something about I'll two see the highlights on Twitter, bro. Billionaire types going at it to try and kill each other. That's funny. As a matter of fact, I'll watch I'll watch the highlights on the other on the winner's platform. How about that? So if it's uh, if it's Zuckerberg, I'll watch it on Instagram. <laughs> if it's Elon Musk, I'll see it on Twitter. That's a good point. I oh, wonder if funny. they would like simulcast good. it on both platforms. They'd have that's to, funny. right? Yeah. That's very funny. All right, next one. So this question uh, is courtesy of Funch. So 42 years after he donned his signature hat, whip, and khakis, Harrison Ford has returned to the big screen as everyone's favorite archaeologist in 
Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's the fifth movie in the Indiana Jones franchise, and it's been 15 years since the last one, which was Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That was the one with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. It was kind of a flop, I think. Yeah, it didn't do so great. Yeah, back in 2008. Well, he got criticized yeah, for it. Yeah. It wasn't that Not his finest Ford Indiana was Jones. criticized. Yeah. It was his performance. Well, yeah, he's great in Boiler Room. Well, he turns 81 next week, and he says it's his last run as the iconic character and says that, as far as he's concerned, the character dies with him. So, again, this question is courtesy of Funch. Do you think that, that Harrison Ford... Alert? No, because they, they, they didn't make it clear. I guess it's left am- ambiguous, oh. you know? So, he's just saying, like, he's not going to do anymore, so nobody else can be Indiana Jones. Like, they have different James Bonds. Like, no one else can be Indiana Jones. No, I know. He's yeah. indie. Um, so do you think that he's better known for his character as Indiana Jones or Han Solo? Oh, I think it's Han Solo because there's way more Star Wars fanatics than there are. I mean, Indiana Jones is a great series and great, you know, great series of movies. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it's absolutely Han Solo. See, I was going the opposite direction because I thought that Harrison Ford in all these films, he's the leading man. You know, like the film is really about his character. And in Star Wars, he's like part of a big ensemble. And how many Star Wars movies did he do? Well, he was he in the three most popular ones, right. and then he was in Four. one of the first of the newest mo- version of the movie. Yeah, but you see the film, and it's gone on without him, is what I'm saying. Right, but he, he I mean, there's so many more Star Wars fans. They literally mm. have Star Wars conventions. They don't have Indiana Jones conventions. Yeah, but there's some people out there that haven't seen a Star Wars at all. I feel but they've like seen Indiana Jones. I think no, more people haven't seen way Indiana more people Jones. that have seen Star Wars yes. than Indiana Jones. Yeah, I'm with Cappy on that. I'm with I'm with no George. Way. I no. said it's go Star look, Wars. I mean, no we doubt. can look it up. Go look up how much how they've done in the box office. I know I, the ones with that with he's been in versus the ones that that the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, I think we're missing the big story here, though. You're telling me my man is 81 years old. Yep. Is he going to be like running away from boulders that are tra- trying to yep. get him? Is he going to be in like snake mm-hmm. pits yeah. again? Well, well, that's really? part of it is that's that why. he's like fighting his this. mortality yeah. and he's getting old and he's, you know, kind of like sad about the fact that he can't do what he used to do. It's kind of like LeBron. There's a LeBron parallel oh, there. Oh, wow. Wait, LeBron Now parallel. that I say it out loud. How is there a LeBron he, parallel? Yeah. Because it's like he's too old to be like th- to save the world, you know? He's too old to do well, all the things you, he used to do. Did that come to your mind last year when they lost the series? <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of what, what so I mean. So now it's like you're just making that parallel? Like le- you, what? Because yeah. you, kept, you kept thinking LeBron was going to find a way from the yeah, depths that's of hell what I really to did win think that, that series. I think, again, AD, well, we don't need to get into this, but you know, AD is the cause, he's the key cog in that scenario and if he would have played better on the even numbered games and not just the odd number games we would be having a completely different conversation so he was the Shia LaBeouf exactly exactly Funch thank you I don't know if he was the Shia LaBeouf I just think you know to your point maybe you know him and Harrison maybe there is a parallel how about that I didn't think of that one though (laughs) I gotta say man the circle of trust is on fire today man you guys are cracking me up they're all a bunch of dumbasses too Mm. I don't know what they're saying, but I, I don't, just I don't they think deserve we it, say, too. I don't think we should say they are a bunch of dumbasses. I think we should say we. We. I think we should be inclusive, George. Okay, we are a bunch of dumbasses. There you go. But they, too. You yeah. want to be inclusive, huh, Cappy? That's right. Okay. Yeah, except for this tequila. <laughs> he doesn't want to be inclusive when it comes to the tequila. It's very exclusive then. We see you. We see you. You know, if you guys are going to start playing the Kawhi laugh, can't anybody do me the favor? Who, whose you laugh do was the, yesterday? The, the Clayton I Kershaw laugh. Yeah, I asked Funchy if he could like loop the we, Clayton we, Kershaw we like, laugh. Okay, well, I'll check on it. I'll check on. We're it. We're working we got, on we got it. it. 
Yeah. We have it. Not looped, but we have it. Mm. I, feel, well, I thought it was pretty good. I feel like you're ex- you're overselling it. Yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't as iconic as the Kawhi one. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. We haven't heard it. I mean, we heard it yesterday. Yeah, but you heard it in the segment, though. You got to kind of break it out and see how it sounds. Okay. On its own. Do you have it broken out out of the sound for Cappy? I got it. <laughs> That's not <laughs> as funny as you think it is. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> It's not. Is that as? Yeah, that's much better. That really is much better. Oh, can somebody please loop that Kershaw thing? And for the me? Kawhi one yeah, also's got like a great rhythm to it. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't. And it's not looped. Kawhi's is not looped. It's just him. That's so just Kershaw's the actual just, one yeah. laugh. Yeah. I like Kershaw right in the middle of his whole comment. He's like, "Hey, so what's going on, man? You gonna be able to play like in your next start?" And he's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> "No, it's not like that. It's, it's not, not that at all. like that at all." What are you doing there? <laughs> What are you? What are you doing? Why are you making it like Inspector Crusoe in like the I, Pink Panther? Like, I what are feel, you doing there? I feel like Kershaw like didn't want to give an answer, so he just started laughing things off. I liked it. Do we have one more? Yes, we do. Thank God. Okay, so, so <laughs> with Shohei Otani heading to free agency, there's all kinds of speculation about where he's going to go, and the Mets are one of the teams that might be in play for his services. Well, during last night's Mets game, SNY play-by-play voice Gary Cohen asked. Keith Hernandez about the possibility of Otani becoming a Met and wanting to wear his jersey. It was number 17 and it was retired last season. And he said, would you allow him to wear your number 17? Hernandez said, well, he couldn't. He said, well, with your permission, he could. Keith Hernandez says, don't ask. Is Keith Hernandez being a jerk here? Swipe left or swipe right, George? No. Swipe left. His number's not available. So it's not available. Oh, okay, it's his right. Cappy, what do you think? I tend to agree. I mean, wow, like, I'm surprised. Like, hey, look, um, I had a great career. Uh, they retired my number now because this guy's like some superstar. What you just unretire? I mean, I know that sometimes it happens where somebody comes to a new team and like, hey, man. Do you, can I wear number 88 because well, that was your number, but it's look, retired? To your point, remember when there were all those rumors? And, well, there was this story, right, that Tom Brady was trying to get like part ownership of the Dolphins and he was like on a boat with like Stephen Ross. And that's when um, the uh, the coach who ended up... Brian Flores. Brian Flores, right, yeah. who got let go and sued the team, uh, kind of blew the whistle on all that, right? I mean, there was... Uh, my guess is Bob Greasy would have had to have been asked the same question. He's a Hall of Famer. He had number 12. And... I mean, maybe Bob would have done it, but I don't know if Bob would have said to Tom Brady, no, suck it, Tom. Well, also, you know? recent, recently, <laughs> Deal with it. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he was actually asked about wearing uh, Elway's oh, number. And no, Joe Aaron yeah. said... And he said he didn't want to because he thought it was disrespectful. Correct. So but I'm Namath fine said with he would. Yeah. was like, oh, yeah, if he asked me, he no, would definitely no, have nobody's it. Nobody's like upset that he took Browning Nagel's number, Aaron Rodgers, with the Jets, you know? Sure, Browning but- Nagel, George. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he had some great career. You know, I'm, sure, I'm sure he had to call Browning Nagel and go, yo, Browning. Wait, yo, I, have it's Aaron Rodgers. I have questions, though. Like, is Keith Aaron Hernandez, Browning I know they Nagel. just retired his number last year, but was it more so because, like, he's been such a beloved broadcaster with the team and Dude, stuff? he was or a was great he really, player. Well, that's what I'm asking. I'm ignorant because I didn't follow the Mets back when well, he played. You well, you were not no, even I was, born, right, probably. Exactly. So, well, I, and I feel like I don't know his name well enough to know whether or not he's Keith freaking Hernandez. He was no, in a George. Seinfeld episode. Well, there you yeah, go. But, that's but the important thing. Hold on. culture reference. But that's, no, 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 but you're wrong because here's why. Because you know how many young people like you, Lindsay, don't know who Keith Hernandez, the baseball player, is, but they I know do know of who him. Keith Hernandez, the character on Seinfeld, is. Yeah. You know, you know what he also did, much like Cappy, he did the Just for Men. 
Oh yeah, I feel like I know him better for that than the yeah. did just player. for men. Who was yeah. who was he on the uh, commercial with? Who was it? I don't um, remember who it was. Oh come on! I don't uh, remember. Clark. I remember him. Oh god! Because he did the whole mustache thing right, too. But it was a it was like a legendary Nick. Like a legendary New York Nick. Well, uh, uh, Clyde Frazier. Clyde Frazier. I couldn't get Frazier. I could only oh, get Oh, yeah. He works with Green, right. Clyde yeah, there he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Frazier. Yeah. Clyde the Glide. Yeah. Who still works on their broadcast. On the Knicks broadcast. Not the Mets, obviously. I think you think that it sounds really petty of Keith Hernandez that he... That, no, I'm oh, with not him. You. Like, not you. Yeah. I just think he's he's Babe Ruth, you know? Like, no, he's, he's not he's, Babe Ruth, but he's got his number sure, retired. He's, not, he's one of one. And he's still part of the organization. He has every right to be like... Nah. He has every right, but I Hell feel nah. like he's you know, right. dumb. You know what, Cappy? You're what? not a dumbass anymore. No, I still am. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> that was I'm a great, a dumbass, great, great laugh. Like, you call yourself an a-hole, I call myself a dumbass all day long. No, but Keith Hernandez says no. I mean, listen, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, like he doesn't have to give that number up. You're right, he doesn't, but I feel like, you know, if that for were me, I would. For Shohei. Do we it should, for Shohei. We should, like, make a t-shirt. Shohei's not even going to the Mets anyway. Yeah, Yeah, he's not. You're right. This is a moot point. He's going to the Dodgers. I mean, who cares? You heard it here first. He's going to the Dodgers. Or he may stay with the Angels. No, that's not happening. I mean, you never Zero chance. Oh, not zero. I I agree. I don't don't think there's a 0% chance. I don't believe that there's zero. If they win, why not? To make a friendly wager. Well, I mean, they'd have to win in that scenario. And he'd have to also not be traded. He'd have to be with them at the end of the season, and they would have to have won. They would have have made the playoffs. If if he wins, though, I feel like he's more likely to leave in free agency. Because it's like, oh, what else do I have to accomplish here? I don't know, win some more? I don't know why everybody feels that it's like like an automatic done deal. I mean, if if they win and they pay him the money, then why would he not stay? Agreed. All right, coming up next, Cappy. Let's. Uh, so, Brian Windhorst, we were talking about all this stuff with the Clippers and James Harden. Brian Windhorst actually had an interesting piece of commentary about the Clippers that was even pre all this James Harden hoopla that started a couple hours ago. So, and, and I think it's actually a real conversation that needs to be had about because I think it involves how they potentially get James Harden, too. So let's get to all that in a second. Radio Tinder's brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. <laughs> Cappy's friends, clearly, now, That's too. Right. After the I'm a, extra, well, I'm a brand ambassador. The, you know. the extra case. Uh, always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small-batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. So we'll get to that stuff. If, you, if you're just tuning in, James Harden opted in. It might set off a bunch of fireworks around the NBA, according to Ramona Shelburne, who was with us earlier. Um, So we'll get to that. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Cappy, we got all oh, so yeah. carried away oh, with yeah. Radio Tinder and all this yeah. stuff and Keith Hernandez and uh, Just for Men and all that and then James Harden that we forgot it's Blake today. I can't believe we forgot that. Well, here comes this kid right here. Yeah, coming out of the bullpen here mm-hmm. for, for like a quick session as, as opposed to his usual 10 minutes. We've got about seven minutes here that we've got with him. So, Blake... If you're Keith Hernandez, do you give up your number for Shohei Otani if he's willing to go to the Mets? Oh, not not at all. You're keeping that number. I mean, it, it's retired for a reason. Thank you. I mean, whatever. I, it, it, it's retired <laughs> for a reason. It's like a couple years ago, I think at SC, when Carson Palmer gave up his number so Jordan Addison could wear it. No, your, your number's retired. You can uh, you can get an, a new number. All right, there yeah. you go. Hey Blake, um, I want to jump right in here since we don't have as much time with uh, this Clayton Kershaw situation. It, it just feels to me like everybody's being so coy. Dave Roberts, oh, yeah, I think it was a good day, but I'll, I'll have him tell you. Kershaw, oh, yeah, I'm planning on making my next start, but I can't really report anything. Hey, hey, Skip, is it something he's had in the past? Uh, yeah, you might say that. There, there's, everybody's being coy. I think there's something going on here. What do you think about Kershaw? Yeah, I think there's a little something more to the table here that they're not wanting to share because this whole situation, even the other night when Clayton Clayton Kershaw came out, they were like, was it fatigue? Was it your back? And he was like, no, it wasn't that. No, it wasn't that. And nobody seemed to have an answer. And then Dave Roberts comes out with a weird quote saying, yeah, he'll make his next start uh, whenever that is. I mean, whatever that means. I mean, obviously, he'll make his next start whenever that. I mean, that could be a week from now. That could be a month from now. Like, technically, they're being right. I guess the only good news is that they did confirm it's not his back. It sounds like it's a little bit of his shoulder. But, yeah, this whole Kershaw injury thing, they're kind of keeping it under the rug. When I wish they would just come out and say, yeah, kind of tweak something. We're going to put him on the IL, keep him out through the All-Star break. But I guess they're just going to string this along and figure out what's going to happen in the next few weeks. Okay, mm-hmm. let's just say, worst case scenario, he doesn't make his next start. What the hell are they going to do here? I mean, ODS, I would imagine, will be back by then, but they still have to piece this thing together with kids from the minor leagues, I would imagine. Yeah, so pretty much my guess is if Kershaw doesn't make his next start, he goes on the IL. Essentially, Julio, he takes Kershaw's spot in the starting rotation, which means you got to stick with Michael Grove for at least another couple of weeks. you got to stick, you know, with Emmett Sheehan for maybe a couple more weeks. So not ideal, not ideal, but I do think the Dodgers with, I think the All-Star break is less than two weeks away. They do have a pretty easy schedule leading up to the All-Star break. They play the Royals this weekend. I think they play the Pirates next weekend. So yeah, I guess you just got to tread water and just hope for the best. But yeah, if I were the Dodgers and I were Kershaw, be safe, be extra cautious, give them these two weeks to rest. And then hopefully by the time they're back on the All-Star break, He's ready and he's healthy because at this point, he's been the only guy in that Dodgers rotation that has been even above average. Not not even just great, just good. He's the only guy that's been good, and you cannot lose him at any point. So do whatever you can. So it'll be an interesting storyline to follow at least these next couple of weeks. Hey, Blake, uh, all-star break, like you said, is just kind of, it's right around the corner. Um, did you see today that the all-star starters were named and that the Dodgers had three? And I guess if, if you're going to have a gripe, it might be that Will Smith was not announced as a starter. But, I mean, three all-star starters, pretty good for a team that's in third place. Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll take three all-star starters, you know, any day of the week. And the thing with Will Smith is, I know a lot of Dodgers fans are going to be upset, but I hate to admit it, Sean Murphy, you know, the Atlanta Braves catcher that won the nut, his numbers have been slightly better than Will Smith this season. 
Hopefully, I know the next round is, I think, the players, they all vote for guys that should be, and hopefully the players vote in Will Smith, because there actually is a potential uh, a controversial thing coming up. The Rockies catcher might actually get the nod over Will Smith because the Rockies are going to need a representative, and he's pretty much their only option. And usually in All-Star games, if I remember correctly, they don't usually carry three catchers. I think it's usually two, so... Hopefully Will Smith doesn't get screwed again because this is a guy who's, in my opinion, the best catcher in all of baseball. And this is going to be his, what, I think, fifth season, and he has not been an all-star yet. So I don't think he was deserving to start, but hopefully uh, everything comes together and he's able to be there because he is more than deserving. Blake, what's a realistic timeline here to start kind of kicking around trades that you think that teams around the league will make real decisions are they going to wait to as late as the all-star break because i feel like at times a few times there have been some rare occasions where it's happened before um there are some teams the padres uh, who have a lot of players on their ball club that you know look it would make some sense to make some moves sooner rather than later because you'll have, I think you'll have more of an opportunity to get everyone involved. Maybe I'm wrong with that assumption, but I just think that there are certain teams that are disappointing, the Mets, the Padres, uh, et cetera, the Phillies even, that you may start having to have hard decisions being made now. Yeah, I mean, it's never too early to start making some deals, but obviously a lot of these teams, they're going to want to push this as close to August 1st as they're going to want because, yeah, the Padres, I think they're now eight games back in the wild card spot. They could be three games back of the wild card spot by the time August 1st rolls around, or they could be 10 or 11 games. So I I do think the Padres are going to be an interesting team to keep an eye on because they do have a lot of pieces that a lot of contending teams could desperately want. But I just don't think A.J. Preller, the Padres' GM, I just can't see him saying, you know what, this year was a failure. I'm going to sell all of our key pieces and try to retool the farm. I think, again, unless it's like 12 or 13 games back, I think they're going to want to go for it, which from a baseball side of things would be really dumb. But, yeah, I I think some of these teams like the Padres and Mets, maybe even the Cardinals, uh, they could be teams that are surprising sellers at the deadline. Real quick to finish this up, you know, we talk about these teams that have been disappointing that spent a whole bunch of money. You realize that the Mets, their payroll, George, is $344 million. They've bought 36 wins so far this season. They've got 44 losses. Mm-hmm. The Padres, another team that just went crazy spending, $246 million payroll, and they've got 37 wins and 44 losses. That's what that money bought these two teams is a sub-500 record heading towards the All-Star. Rack him. What a waste. Oh, What a waste. Should have waited until you said that. Rack him, rack him, double rack him. Phenomenal. Uh, All right, cool. Blake, thanks for joining us. Speechless. I follow yeah, I Blake like, on Twitter. Follow Blake on Twitter <laughs> at Blake H. Harris. Subscribe to the man's Substack. He's doing the Lord's work there when the it comes Lord's to the, work. the Dodgers. Blake Harris Substack. And uh, Thinking Blue, right? That's what it's called? Yeah, Thinking Blue with Blake Harris. There you go. There you go. And then Inside the Ravine is the podcast. Thank you, pal. Hey, thanks as always for having me on, guys. Have a great weekend. See ya. Uh, All right. There is a Twitter controversy with all this NBA free agency stuff. What's going on? This is all up your alley. You will love all of this, but you're going to have to follow us closely, me, Lindsay, and (laughs) and Funchy, because I know sometimes you're a little slow on the uptake, okay? (laughs) So follow us closely. We've got Twitter controversy next. 